podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback defense tight end recommendations based on opposition matchup. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter, Live in the Stream. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late round quarterback, and as always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Denny Carter. Denny, how's it going, buddy? Very good. Let's get kicked off with week 15 picks. <laughs> I actually, I can't talk that fast. I, that was amazing that you just did that. I hope that people are listening to that in like two, but people listen to us in two times speed. Did you know that? Yeah, well, I don't blame them. I mean, if you're listening to a lot of podcasts, I feel like it's almost necessary to burn through them, right? True, but it's still kind of devastating. Is it devastating? I mean, yeah, I mean, we're chipmunks to them. Like they, they don't actually know what our voice sounds like. We're only chipmunks to them. We're not people. <laughs> we're not actually people to them. This is messed up. But yeah, that that was my my best uh, speed talking. Do do there. you like? Do you practice that? I, I'm serious. I don't practice that. I've never done that in my life. That that was. I have to say, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm I'm off base here. Maybe the listeners could tell us if they also found that amazing that you spoke that quickly without stumbling. I I said three words and and I and then I was mock stumbling over the words. I have no idea how you did this. But I think the difference is that I I say the same damn intro every single time. So when you're repeating something that you already know, like song lyrics or something, it's you can say the song lyrics really fast, like saying the ABCs really fast. Right, right, and, and uh, I. Okay, so it's Which a lot. Which you might less, struggle with. I understand. It's a lot less amazing now. Thank you for clarifying that. Yeah, now I'm not. Now I'm not a god to to you, no. Denny. No, not anymore. Um. So today we're going to talk about week 15 streamers. Before we do that, though, we got a question on Twitter. We're gonna we're gonna actually start off the show talking about this question. Uh, it's from Tom Whalen. I should say our buddy Tom Whalen because then he knows that he's a true friend of the show. Exactly. Um. But he said on Twitter, he said seeking bless you takes okay he says do you say bless you to sneezers who you don't know in public settings that's the first question and then the second question is for a run of multiple sneezes from one source my, my dad is a multiple sneezer like mm-hmm. you wouldn't believe like mm-hmm. like i feel like dads do that naturally like i don't know if it happens once you become a father or what but my <laughs> one of my fondest childhood memories fondest isn't the right word here is when my dad would go on sneezing fits and he would sneeze for 15 straight minutes throughout our house. Like he would walk and it would be this like really loud, oh, like he had to make it so, so damn loud and, and it wouldn't stop. Uh, but right, Tom, right, right. Tom's question is for a run of multiple sneezes from one source, do you re up your blessings for each subsequent sneeze? Or do you consider the first bless you to be all encompassing, which I think is a very fair question to ask. It- it is. It's a fair question. It's a good question, which is why I wanted to address it off the top here because the people need to know. Um, I personally, my take on this is that I absolutely do not say bless you to people in public, random, random people, um, uh, if for fear of the person being like, bless you. Well, I don't need blessed. Like I'm not religious. You know, I'm, I don't, don't, That's don't, the give fear? Me, don't give me that stuff. Uh, and that's a little bit of a fear. Uh, but I live in a, in a in a godless blue state, so this makes sense. Yeah. Um. Um. But uh, in in you know family and friend circles, I say bless you once to to the person, but I will not say it again. That is it. I do I do the one, and then there can be twenty five sneezes after that. I'm not. I am not saying saying it again. The proper blessings have been bestowed on the potentially sick person. But what you're saying then, though, is that one sneeze is all of the sneezes within that subset of sneezing. Right. So, so, so if someone starts the sneezing fit, that all counts to you as one sneeze. Uh, sort of, it's more like, it's like, I feel like it's implied like, like, you know, hachu and then, okay. Uh, bless you. I have acknowledged that you have sneezed, but I'm not going to sit here while you have your ridiculous sneezing fit. This is another thing about me is that I tend sometimes, some, not all the time, but sometimes I get aggravated when the person won't stop sneezing. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's a very fair thing. I, I, once, I once punched my dad in the face when he was sneezing over and over again. <laughs> I, <don't, laughs> I, I mean, I feel bad because the person can't help it. And God knows that the person would like to stop sneezing. Right. Uh, 
because it's not pleasant in 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 any way. Uh, the only thing less pleasant is almost sneezing and then not sneezing. But um, but yeah, sometimes, especially a loud sneezer, like someone who uh, like clearly doesn't have to make that noise, but still does. That makes me want to punch myself in the face. Honestly. Yeah, that's fair. So the the other the other piece of this that we haven't discussed yet though is children sneezing, um, because I think that there's like a acuteness slash. Oh. A lot of people are over the top with bless yous when kids are like if they're if a kid goes on a sneezing fit, it's a bless you, bless like over, over and over again. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. I think that could be uh, a difference because I, I generally agree with you. If you I, I do it in public, though, if someone sneezes, I'll, I'll look at them and, and point my finger at their face and tell them bless you like, <laughs> without even <laughs> like in a very, very serious tone. I'll, I'll point at them. Bless you. Um, but if but if. if <laughs> Seriously though, if someone's, if someone, if, if if a child is sneezing, I think that there's like a, a different dynamic going on there. There is. There, when my kids sneeze, it's just it's just cute. You know, you're like, oh bless right. you, oh you, oh that's so cute. And also, kids, uh, kids look shocked when they sneeze, like they don't know what's <laughs> happening. So it's just it's just like that's you. And then they look at you like, wait, what was that? What what did I just do? Right. And especially babies, it's hilariously cute. I don't get aggravated with that, but. God damn, adults, you need to relax with the sneezing. Adults who are way, way over the top with sneezing. I'm talking, I, 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 this is just a giant subtweet of my father right now. You're right. No, but my mom, my mom is a, a, a sneezer, a rapid fire sneezer from way back. You know, I mean, you know, she was doing mm-hmm. it before it was cool. Yeah. And, uh, um, and so I, I grew up, you know, with, with the, uh, the, the sneezing attacks where um, you just want to, uh, you would do anything for for it to stop, and you feel you feel bad because you 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 are aggravated. I mean, at least I am. But the person has no control over this, so you know you just determine that you're just a bad person. So, are you when when you sneeze? Are you a one sneeze and quit, or are you are you a two sneeze person? Because a lot of people do the double sneeze. Uh, wh- where where does the majority lie? I I I tend to find myself in the double sneeze category, where it happens once and then I regroup myself. I think I'm good. I take a bite of something and then I sneeze again and all the food comes out of my mouth. <laughs> well, let's just say this. I'm very disappointed in myself when I can't limit it to one sneeze. Yeah. Yeah. And it's true. It's true. You're it's it's a really 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 devastating feeling. I, I feel like it's a personal failing. Like uh, like yeah. oh god, I just sneezed twice. What what have I become? Right. Right. It's like it's like when you start someone over Dak Prescott last week. Or by the way, our, we had this horrible game in the LTS league. Oh, wait, I didn't even check my lineup. Yeah, yeah, clearly because it was a mess, and you still beat me. So, <laughs> <laughs> congratulations. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I had uh, uh, Mary Woda playing, so that got me three points. You had no quarterback. Um, <laughs> I didn't play quarterback. You, you, had, you had Ty. Yeah, Tyrod. And uh, and then um, I had Rod Smith on the bench, scoring thirty-three. Wow. Points. Wow. Rough. Good. That was good. It felt made, it made me feel good about myself inside. Yeah. Week fourteen was a little bit strange from a streaming perspective. Um, actually, before before we talk about the streamers, I wanna I wanna talk about um our Patreon account. This yeah. isn't an advertisement or anything like that. Although, feel free to throw um some some cash our way. Um, but we we have decided that we want to do things for the patrons. Um, because we you know we want to give back more than than just this podcast even though you guys are certainly helping support this podcast because there are costs to this podcast um including time which is very important um mm. but but uh we were thinking about doing some things maybe like a monthly uh hangout of sorts where you can do like a Q&A but i think that we can open it up to people if they have any ideas as well um for or something like that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we want to do in the off season uh, at least once, a, a once monthly, either podcast or like like JJ said, like a like a more of an informal Q and A. Because you know, let's be honest, a lot of the off season there's not a ton to talk about. Uh, um, but we're we're open to to suggestions, and uh, the hashtag content would be exclusive to to patrons to our many. Uh, many good uh, patrons. So if you want to throw a dollar sixty nine at us or sixty nine bucks, whatever, whatever it may be, yeah. you know. 
Yeah, then you will be included. Yes. Uh, all right, Denny. So, I, like I mentioned, week 14 was a little strange. We saw um, some some good players not really perform, uh, Some like Tom Brady. Um, some yeah. some streamers that we thought were kind of locks, like Cincinnati uh, as a defense, I thought was oh. even even with the, the injuries that they had, no one – I mean, I, I certainly did not envision – uh, the Bears being able to just do whatever they wanted against the Cincinnati Bengals defense. Uh, the Bengals only scored one fantasy point. Fortunately, uh, this past week, there really was only one elite defense, and it was Denver. Uh, you, you really weren't getting a, a huge uh, difference in terms of what your opponent probably scored from their defense to, to Cincinnati. So fortunately, it was just one of those weeks. But even still, it was a bad play playing Cincinnati. We also had Dallas. They scored eight points. They had a pretty good outing. Buffalo... Uh, I mean, Buffalo only had five fantasy points, which is crazy because of that game in the snow, but that's what happens when you're not putting the ball in your quarterback's hands and you're, you're just feeding mm-hmm. the 69 year old Frank Gore over and over and over again. Nice, uh, nice, that nice, that nice. was awesome. That was awesome though, to watch Frank Gore do that. Um, quarterback, uh, Deshaun Kaiser, good outing for him. 17.26 fantasy points. Uh, Blaine Gabbert, not a good outing for him. My God, I was tilting. Uh, I, I, I tilted harder. I think. <laughs> The most tilting play of this entire season uh-huh. happened when Blaine Gabbert dropped back to pass on like the twelve yard line or something, and and had Larry Fitzgerald wide open on the back right of the end zone, and he yeah. just overthrew him. Oh, like he yeah. just completely missed Larry Fitzgerald. I couldn't handle it. I wanted to just stop everything, including my body, from functioning. Uh, it was it was a it was a very very tough. <laughs> but tough other, experience. other than that, other than that, you 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 handled it well. I thought. Yeah, yeah. Overall, it was pretty good. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, 15.06 points. Uh, Jimmy G did throw a touchdown, but he only has one touchdown in two games despite throwing. He's averaging 322 and a half passing yards per touchdown when (laughs) the average quarterback this year is averaging 158 yards per touchdown. So Mm -hmm. some regression potentially coming there. Ricky Seals Jones. Again, we talked about him being a very risky play because he's not seeing the field that much. He ran like nine routes. He had three fantasy points. One of my, actually, one of the most disappointing plays, I think, this past week, um, and I was on him, I think, he- more heavily than maybe other analysts were, was Austin Safarian Jenkins, because all the peripherals were there in terms of him, his, his routes run, his snap rate, his volume was generally there enough. He had two bad matchups in a row. He gets his glorious one against Denver. I'm, you know, I, I think the process was certainly right. I think a lot of it had to do with, obviously, Josh McCown's injury as well. Um, but he only came through with 1.1 fantasy points. He had one catch for one yard. Um, so that was not great. Steven Anderson, this is the big one. Steven Anderson versus Trey Burton was a big question this past week. Yes, yes. It was. I saw Steven Anderson as a safer play because of strictly because of the surrounding circumstances with other weapons in their offenses. Um, and Steven Anderson had 3.6 fantasy points and Trey Burton had 24.1 fantasy points. Obviously, though, Trey Burton had... <laughs> Carson Wentz throwing in the ball, uh, and Steven Anderson had Tom Savage, who had a seizure on the field, who then turned into TJ Yates. So, I mean, it was it was a, a rough go go for Steven Anderson. Hopefully, you were able to play Trey Burton, but I know that a lot of people probably played Steven Anderson over Trey Burton, and that's unfortunate. That's kind of how fantasy football goes sometimes. Did you did you just say that Tom Savage? Had a seizure and turned into TJ Yates. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I just find TJ Yates comes in. This is something that no one's talking about. No one's, <laughs> no talking, one's talking about, about the transformation. This. Yeah, no one's. That was so frightening. It though. was, man. No, that was really disturbing to see him like that, and then the team rush him back out. I mean that 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 Ridiculous. that protocol is, is a total joke, and it needs to be scrapped. Like they they need they need doctors who are you know borderline hostile to the. Um, uh, to the teams that, that they're working with, you know, not, not mm-hmm. for, but with like the, they need to be fiercely independent and they're not. Yeah. Yeah. It was a really, really frightening scene. And then having the referee standing a, a, on top of him and like right. looking directly at him, I know that we're like watching close ups and watching it in slow motion and seeing him literally shake on the field back and with his arms go, his hands going back and forth. I know that we have different angles, but at the same time, give those angles to people who can make decisions so that Tom Savage does not find the field again because none of that needs to happen in this game. Yeah, I don't I don't understand how that happened, but anyway, uh we're snowflakes, so let's move on to <laughs> to, to the defense 
position, Denny, for yeah. week 15, uh, playoffs for everyone. Last week, some people right. might not have been in the playoffs, but this week the playoffs should be here for most teams. Denny, yeah. there's one clear defense to play this week. There is one, the one true defense to stream this week available in 65% of leagues is the Saints defense and that your your New Orleans Saints, JJ. Yes, my New Orleans. If, if, yeah. if it's a Saints Steelers Super Bowl, I will be nude during that Super Bowl. Because <laughs> you can't lose, right? I can't lose. I can't <laughs> lose. <laughs> well, good luck to the people who go to your Super Bowl party. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like I said, available in 65%. I know, obvious, obviously, not in your league, but uh, New Orleans is a 15-point favorite. I can barely read that without laughing i mean it makes sense uh meaning we get bryce petty uh pressed into obvious past situations probably throughout this one uh petty last week against denver was two for nine uh in his action there and um uh in 2016 bryce petty uh, completed 56 percent of his passes which is extremely low and had a three to seven touchdown to interception ratio, uh, touchdown interception ratio, uh, defenses that played against petty last season scored the following points. Here comes locker combination, locker combination. Here time. we go boys. All right, here we go. Nine, nine, 10, 13, four and five. Uh, those are the points that teams scored against. Bryce Got it Petty open. Last year. It's open. It is. Uh, <laughs> The joke, every time I say a joke, every it, single time it's open. And oh my God, I left a tuna sandwich in there last night. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, so I just don't, there's just, I I'm, I'm all in on the saints. Yeah. For what it's worth. Uh, I, I wrote this up in my 15 transactions column today. Um, but Bryce Petty over the last two years of the 51 quarterbacks with a hundred or more attempts has the second lowest adjusted net yards per attempt, or maybe it's the yeah, second lowest. I think only, uh, Kevin Hogan has a lower adjusted net yards per Good time. God. Okay. Yeah. And we know that he's just a, a runner. Like he's not even a quarterback. No. Um, so on defense, uh, two other defenses I'll quickly go through. One of them is probably the next one that we would rank is Washington. Um, you know, I think that there's this perception that Blaine Gabbert has kind of played out of his mind since, since right. taking over, or at least, you know, I, I think that the Jacksonville game certainly helps that perception and aids in that. But overall, Blaine Gabbard has not been like that good. Blaine Gabbard has been fine in terms of replacing a starter, but he hasn't been that good. Uh, opposing defenses have ranked 14th, 8th, 3rd, and 4th in weekly scoring against Arizona. Uh, Blaine Gabbard is averaging 1.25 interceptions and 4.25 sacks taken per game. That's insane from, a, from an opposing defense's standpoint. This game is in Washington. Uh, the Redskins are four and a half point favorites. I think that the, the defense should be fine in that contest. So if you can't get the Saints, uh, then then look for Washington on your waiver wire as a streamer. If you want to dig a little bit deeper, I think I'm on this play a little bit more than Denny is. Um, but Buffalo uh, at home against Miami, you know, I think that we're going to naturally have some recency bias with, with Miami um, because they, mm-hmm. they looked very competent offensively against New England. I think it's a combination of they usually play New England pretty well. They game plan well against New England, but New England's defense, you know, everyone's talking about that they're so much better than they, or that they've, they've improved so much. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit fraudulent, like a, a little bit. Um, and then obviously Kenyon Drake has, has looked good though. Um, he's, he's been a very big boost to that offense. Uh, but even still, if we remove that Monday night game, you probably would consider Miami an easy matchup. They've allowed the fifth most fantasy points to opposing defenses this year, and three in the in, in the three games prior to facing New England, the Bucks, Patriots, and Broncos because they play the Patriots twice, uh, all ranked in the top six in weekly defensive scoring against Miami. Uh, the Bills are at home; they're favorites, similar to to Washington in a way. They're at home; they're favorites. Um, we're basically hoping in this, by playing the Buffalo defense, that Jay Cutler just plays the way that he sort of has throughout the entire season. You know, I think, I I think that you and I both would say that people give him way too hard of a time for his actual play. Uh, but he also played out of his mind compared to, to relatively speaking on Monday night. I mean, he, he made throws that, I mean, he could have had better stats than he actually did. You, 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 well, yeah, because he missed that 60-yard touchdown because the dude dropped it early, yeah, late, right. late in the game. Right. Um, uh, Cutler, you can always tell Cutler uh, wants to be there and wants to do well when he's stepping into his throws. And I know yeah, that's right. a big, that's a huge film take because I am a huge film guy. 
Um, but he was doing that last night. He wasn't just standing there flat-footed. Uh, so that was you know good for him. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, and now if the Steelers win this weekend, which they're not, I, I'm I'm guaranteeing a double-digit victory by the Patriots this weekend. Um, but by, by the way, the Browns almost won. The Browns almost they, won, Denny. They did. They almost did. Uh, I'm not. Wait a second. We need to backtrack. You just reverse jinxed yourself. I did not. The Patriots destroy the Steelers. They can just destroy that defense. You. Yeah, this is a reverse jinx. You always do this. And but you, but it's good. It's good. I just want you to acknowledge. I want you to acknowledge it. that's what that's what you're trying right here. No, I, I, I genuinely, okay, maybe maybe it's somewhat of a reverse jinx, but I genuinely think that the Patriots are going to destroy the Steelers on Sunday. Like, <laughs> like, like I think that the Patriots are going to score at least six touchdowns. They're going to score six touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, the Steelers could score seven. I don't know. I, I, mean, I think it's going to be high scoring for sure, but the Steelers' defense is so bad. Like, it is, just, it is. just so, so bad. It, Joe Hayden, since, since Joe Hayden's gotten hurt, um, things have just been horrendous. And then obviously the Shazier injury has, has ruined things as well. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's move on to quarterback. Denny, uh, we'll start with you. You have two of the three quarterbacks we're going to talk about. I do. So we're back to Jimmy G and it makes so much sense. Like, like, like JJ said, I mean, there's gotta be a little bit of regression coming eventually, uh, for this guy. He's gone over 300 yards and in, in both starts as the uh, 49ers quarterback, um, completing 67% of his passes on 70 attempts in those two starts. Uh, he goes against Tennessee at home, uh, or I should say in San Francisco. Uh, Tennessee has allowed the 10th most uh, passing yards this season, and uh, the Titans face have faced the most pass attempts uh, in the league this year as teams uh, mostly struggle to, to run the ball against them. So... Um, if you think the 49ers are going to score some points here, I think that you have to assume Jimmy G will be involved in that in that scoring, and he's available um, in 80 percent, around 80 percent of leagues. Um, so I I'm I'm pretty bullish. Yeah, I, I'm really into Jimmy G as well. Um, not only because he's very handsome, but because uh, this is a great matchup. The Titans. We, we talked about them last week with Blaine Gabbard. I know that Blaine Gabbard didn't totally come through. Uh, but the Titans have really not faced good quarterbacks. And when you adjust for strength of schedule, they have a bottom bottom five-ish one, according to number fires metrics. So I like this matchup for Jimmy G. Um, I'll talk about – should we save mine for last, Denny? Uh, yes, yes, definitely. Okay. All right, all right. All so right. talk about the next guy. I'll, I'll keep rolling. Uh, the idea of Blake Bortles. Uh, yeah. Uh, he's He's back. <laughs> Just the idea. Uh, so Bortles, I, you know, looking at his game logs – uh, not as uh, not as vomit inducing as it usually is. Uh, Bortles has scored at least 16 fantasy points in six of his past seven games, uh, throwing eight touchdowns and three interceptions over that stretch. Uh, eight eight and three doesn't sound fantastic for a seven game stretch, but for Bortles that's not not horrendous. Um, uh, only the Chiefs and Jets allow more schedule-adjusted fantasy points to quarterbacks than the Texans, who, by the way, uh, Bortles plays. Uh, the Texans have seen quarterbacks throw 15 touchdowns over their past seven games. Houston gives up the eighth-most passing yards and the third-most yards per pass attempt. Uh, so teams are being very efficient through the air. Uh, against Houston, I, I think that there's a little bit, there might be a little bit of concern about this being a blowout. So Bortles, mm-hmm. you know, doesn't have to 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 throw it, and and the the Jags are huge favorites. I think they're two touchdown, yeah, uh, yeah. favorite home favorites. I I I don't really hesitate. I don't. I I feel like that is assuming a lot and putting a lot of guesswork into it when you say I don't want this heavily favored quarterback because. This and this and this and this could unfold. I, I I think you just roll with a guy who's going to have good game script, and that's what we have here. Yeah, yeah. Remember, uh, to get into that good game script to begin with, it's going to have to take a good quarterback performance. Yeah, so, there you go. Yes. So Blake Bortles to me definitely in play. The last guy to talk about, Denny. This is the official redemption week. Let's do it. This is this is the official Nick Foles week three, twenty fifteen. Redemption week because I'm Nick shaking, Foles shaking right now is back under center for Philadelphia. 
Um, and he's, he's in a pretty good spot this week, uh, against the giants. Uh, I know that, look, the first thing that people are thinking right now are you can't play Nick Foles. Nick Foles is terrible guys. This whole podcast is about terrible players. (laughs) All we talk about are bad quarterbacks and you're going to point out Nick Foles because he burned you once in 2015. Nick Foles is fine in this system. I mean, he's, he's got a lot around him. They have a good run game. He has good receivers. Uh, hopefully Zach Ertz is healthy. He has good weapons. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 you know, I, I don't think he's a safe option. I would play Bortles and Garoppolo over Nick Foles, but, um, you know, Dak is coming off a 27 point game against the giants last week. Derek Carr had 15 against them two weeks ago. Cousins had a 16 point game against the giants three weeks ago. They no longer have Janoris Jenkins. That's a really, really big loss in that secondary. Uh, the Eagles are eight point road favorites, which gives them a 24 point implied team total which is a top half number, top 12-ish number for a team this week. And it's a, it's a week with a lot of score or potential scoring too. Um, I, I think that Nick Foles is fine. Uh, and I think that Nick Foles, what, what, what should be the over-under for, for redemption? Like 15 points? Oh, oh, let's see. Uh, yeah, yeah, let's set it at 15. Okay, so if you guys agree with us, you can hit us up on Twitter at LiveTheStream after you listen to this. But if you agree with us, that this can be Nick Foles' redemption week if he scores more than 15 or more points, then that's great because I never I don't want to talk about Nick Foles anymore. Yeah, I'm I'm so done with Nick Foles. But you know, just because Nick Foles, like you said, just because he burned you in 2015, like the turf was burned before <laughs> before the game, you know, in a similar fashion, uh, doesn't mean that the same will happen here. Totally different circumstance. And, you know, I we we would not mention him here if the matchup were not right. That's what when when Wentz went down, I immediately looked at the Eagles schedule and I said, oh, my God, we're going to have to do this. Yeah, there's like really good matchups for Nick Foles from here on out. I mean, he, he's in a, a good spot. This is not some crazy like like, oh, we're just playing him just because or we're just recommending him because. We want to we want to have this redemption story. We want the redemption story, of course. We want to we want a montage made out of this once Nick Foles hits 16 fantasy points. But but he's in a good spot. Uh, I, I think that you could hypothetically be playing him uh, if you're in a deeper league and people are hoarding quarterbacks. And I really hope that he comes through. Me too, man. I, I just I don't know what I'm gonna do if that if that field catches fire at the beginning of the game. Yeah, no, I mean, we, I I seriously I, I would say uh, abandon. Like you gotta you gotta bail out if the turf catches on fire before the game. You know, yeah. pl- plug and play anybody who you can find on the wire at that point. So to, to be fair, some people might be listening to this episode who haven't listened to this yeah. podcast in the past because they either lost Carson Wentz or they have Tom Brady on their roster, um, and and he's no longer good. Um, oh, I'm just kidding. Right, just right, totally right. just kidding. He's going to throw for 700 yards this weekend. Yeah. Um, but Nick full. So we recommended Nick Foles in week three of 2015 as a streamer. And, uh, he scored eight and a half fantasy points. I want to say, and it became a big thing because he was that bad. And it was a really, really just tilting, tilting game. Um, but in that game it was a Steelers Steelers Rams game it had like a 48 point over under, but in that game, uh, at the beginning, they had a delay of of the start of the game because fireworks went off and it burned the actual turf in St. Louis. Yeah, it burned the turf and and they had to move the franchise because of it. Right, right. That's why that's why they had to. They right, well they moved the franchise because because of our podcast. Right, yeah, that's it's right. right. People people forget that that the yeah. reason that LA has a team and the reason why the Rams are even good now is because of this podcast. Right, yeah, and and that I mean, you know, uh Sean McBay is a is a longtime listener of, Long of time. the show. Yeah. And, and so you're you're welcome, Rams Rams faithful. I mean, you're not as good as my Jaguars, but uh, you know I, that, that's <laughs> or that's, or my Saints. That's that's something that's something I'm trying. I'm trying out. I'm trying out on on the Twitter. My Jags, everybody. I'm very. Yeah. I'm a big fan. Uh, all right, Denny. Tight end. I'll start with tight end because I have two. You have one. All right. uh, the first one I want to talk about OJ Howard. Um, it's kind of interesting throughout the season. There have been a lot of instances where OJ Howard outsnapped Cameron Braid. It wasn't it wasn't weird to see him do that last week or a couple weeks ago or whatever. But over the last three weeks, uh, OJ Howard has seen the three highest snap rates that a tight end for Tampa Bay has seen all season long, and he's hit seventy percent of the team's snaps in each of his last five games. And then during the the three games, the last three contests I was talking about, 
OJ Howard actually has run 14 more routes than Cameron Brait has. If you recall, we talked about this earlier in the season, I believe, but Cameron Brait was not playing as many snaps as OJ Howard, but he was running a lot more routes than OJ Howard was. So he was the primary pass catcher, but it looks like OJ Howard is just getting a bigger role in this offense. Naturally, like we see a lot of times with young tight ends, because tight end is a, a tough position to transition from, from college to pro. Um, but over OJ Howard's last four weeks, he has 50 receiving yards in three of those games. Uh, he hasn't really been that bad. He has two scores. Uh, hasn't been bad in fantasy football. The matchup in this one is not necessarily amazing. Uh, the Falcons, I think, are like eighth best at defending the tight end position in terms of fantasy points against. I don't really care about that that much when there's potential volume involved. Uh, and then on top of that, there could be a negative script for Tampa Bay, which would mean more passing uh, in general, or or it could just be a higher scoring game. That's the potential. I'm not saying that's going to happen. Um, so I think overall, OJ Howard is probably probably my favorite tight end streamer this week. Yeah, I think that's a that's a good argument to make uh, as far as the top uh, or favorite streamer goes. Um, I real quick before I get to my main guy that I'm going to talk about, if if Zach Ertz does sit this week, which I I, I believe is is not likely, but yeah. if he does, Trey Burton is a guy. If you have him, you just you leave him in your lineup. But he is available in 90% of leagues. He's seen 13 targets in two games without Ertz, or most of two games without Ertz. Um, and uh, no one gives up more t- uh, tight end touchdowns or yardage than the Giants. We know about the Giants' struggles against the tight end. But uh, I want to talk about uh, Ben Watson. Benjamin, do we call him Benjamin or Ben? What, uh, we, we can call him like like Tracy. Are we are we formal? I don't know. Like we can call him whatever we want, man. The good doctor Benjamin Watson. Uh, he's uh, only owned in twelve percent of leagues. Uh, Cleveland allows he so he plays against Cleveland. Cleveland allows the fourth most adjusted points to tight ends. Only the Giants give up more tight end touchdowns than the Browns. Uh, and uh, last time the Ravens and Browns played, which is week two in a uh, in a twenty four to ten Baltimore victory, uh, Watson saw eight targets, caught all eight of them for 91 yards. Um, his uh, his uh, targets of late have, you know, left something to be desired, but uh, he only saw one against the Steelers, actually. Um, but before that, it's, it you know, it's okay. It's it's four or five uh, up and down the board with, with some nines and tens popping out. But um, I, I like him a lot less than Howard. Um, but I think that he's, he's feasible if you're really, if you're really stuck. Uh, the last tight end that I want to talk about another kind of dart throwy tight end. Cause that's what happens this late in the season, especially with the tight end landscape. Uh, but Josh Hill. So against Carolina in week 13, Kobe Fleener, uh, got a concussion and he's now out for the year. It's like his fifth concussion throughout oh, his career. No. Really? That's, yeah, it's not good. Um, Josh Hill's now the top tight end in new Orleans. Uh, he saw three targets last week, which was actually the second most that he's seen this season. So it's nothing spectacular. Um, but in week 14, he ran 21 routes. That's not amazing, but it's top 20-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, and he played 64% of the team snaps. Um, like I said, I think this is a dart throw, but what you're doing with Josh Hill here is you're finding someone on the Saints offense. The Saints are huge favorites, um, and they should score a lot of points. And you're just kind of hoping that he's on the receiving end of a touchdown. There you go. That's that's pretty much all you could say about Josh Hill for this week. Uh, so to recap, Josh Hill, uh, Benjamin Watson, Trey Burton if, if Zach Ertz is out, O.J. Howard, Nick Foles, Blake Bortles, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, Buffalo Bills, Washington Redskins, and the New Orleans Saints defenses. That's week 15. Talk to you guys later. Just kidding. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna go to we're gonna go to twitter you you sent the people into a panic i could i could feel their panic from here they were screaming and crying and vomiting should i should i pause there a little bit so that it actually could have sat with them oh man yeah we mm, that's what we should have done we should have just stopped it for like 10 seconds oh but people would have turned it off yeah that's true that's true um except they know how long the podcast runs for because of technology oh yeah i forgot that i'm not everybody's a grandpa like me This first one's at Bethany L. Peters. I feel this is a very good question. What's your take on people who dress up their cars for the holidays, e.g. wreaths, antlers, etc.? It's so silly. Come on. Yeah, it's it's the worst. If you have a if you have a a a Rudolph nose on the front of your car, you need to delete your car. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, 
it, it takes everything in me not to uh, see a wreath on the front of a car and, and not to set set it on fire. <laughs> right, right. You know, the, 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 it, I mean, I would like. It, uh, like, what, like you don't want to talk to someone who has that on their car, right? Like, like you know that they like something's going on. Yeah, I mean, maybe they're just. They're just like like Christmas super soldiers, you know. Like, uh, I mean, like, that's what they have to be, right? Like, like, yeah, like in the like in the Great War on Christmas, they consider themselves um, super soldiers. So, you know, if that's the case, then I don't. Then I'm afraid of them anyway. Uh, so, yeah, I, I guess I'd leave them alone. This next one is from at Fantasy Funeral. Um, that's what a lot of people felt this past week whenever Tom Brady <laughs> didn't perform. Uh, Drew Brees, owner in the playoffs, mainly thanks to Antonio Brown, picked up Aaron Rodgers a few weeks back, mainly to block other teams getting him. But if Rodgers is back this week, do you start him over Brees? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. I I have a hard time in general when there's like a long, you know, three plus week injury with players. Like Chris Hogan was a, was an example. Um, I, I didn't feel very confident playing Chris Hogan this past week. Um, yeah. just just you you don't know how how they're going to react. And co- I mean, obviously different injuries mean different things. If it has to do with like their legs or something, it's a little bit different with, with Aaron Rodgers, You just, you don't know what he's going to look like. That's true. I mean, my, my answer was based mostly on the fact that the jets have turned into a, a pretty good quarterback matchup. And the Panthers are at very best, a middle of the road quarterback matchup. So yeah, 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 exactly. It's like, if, if we're talking like Nick Foles versus Aaron Rodgers, sure. You have you have an argument to be made. Yes, uh, yes. But but you're talking about Drew Brees. Like Drew Brees is fine. Right. Um. The next one at White Wheat tweet. Uh. Were you happy or sad at Tom's misfortune with Brady's dud and Gronk suspension? I mean, I, I it's clear it's clear based on what I've been saying this entire podcast that I love the fact that Tom Brady well, did horribly last week. I, I, I love I love when top quarterbacks tank when it matters most. That's yeah. That's glorious. Did you I see mean, Did you see Andy Barron's tweet today? Um. It, it's amazing. Uh, it's, ama- it's amazing. Tom Brady, every basically every year since like he's been in the league, he's had at least one bad game in the fantasy football playoffs, and it makes me so happy. Right. Well, because it, you know why? Because it it destroys the narrative of I want a, a reliable quarterback for the playoffs. That's what people right. always say. Uh, I I I don't want to stream for the playoffs. I want I want a, an elite quarterback for the playoffs. As if as if. The elite quarterback knows that yes. your fantasy playoffs. Right, right. He Tom Brady. Know. Tom Brady is clutch AF, guys. He is. He really is. I don't even believe in clutchness that much. I kind of do, but Tom Brady is clutch AF. He does not care at all or know that it's your fantasy football playoffs. Tom Brady. I, I will say though that Tom Brady clearly was not very angry against Miami, and and that played a role as to why he. He didn't perform right. Like it right. has to do with his attitude and his anger. Well, my my angry analytics showed that his anger was uh, was near near the bottom. You know, b- yeah, bottom, right. bottomed out really before the game. Uh, a Cutler's anger level w- was very high last yeah, night. So his, Tom Brady's net expected anger was like like I think like minus three or something last night. That's one of the right. lowest scores that I've seen all season long. Right. It reached a high of point six nine. Uh, yeah, oh, uh, crazy. Was, yeah. Crazy. Oh, you, you know what? Mine was actually his his lowest was minus 3.69. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, that makes more more sense. But seriously, guys, this is like uh uh the thing where we have to say, you know, it's you're not you don't have a real football team, you have a fake football team. And yes. and so the saying that you need a reliable quarterback for the playoff right. This is a, this doesn't make any sense. You're not a general manager of the NFL. Right. Just do what you do what you've been doing to get there. Next one at Fitz underscore eight four three Breeze or Cousins this week. So Cousins gets Arizona. Breeze obviously gets the Jets. I, I would go with Breeze, but I, I don't mind Cousins nearly as much as other people mind seem to mind him this week because I know that he hasn't like he had a really tough matchup last week against the Chargers. The Chargers are unreal good. Yeah, I well, I will. Mm, that is tough. Oof. Yeah, uh, Washington's at home. Uh, if if the if the weather is not is not going to be very good in Washington, which I think there's a chance that it might not be, then I would definitely go Breeze. I think it's kind of a toss up. I, I guess if I had to choose, just because I mean the Jets, uh, when you adjust for strength of schedule, the Jets give up the most points to quarterbacks yeah. in the whole league. Yeah, I'd go with Breeze. And, and and so it's like, why not? Why not? Yeah. Next one at Jacob Henry FF. Does any of this matter? Of course not. 
what, what, <laughs> no, no, but, but you know what? Uh, we, we have fun online and we have fun on this, on, on this mediocre podcast. So. Yeah, absolutely. Next one at Shanene 11. I really enjoy wearing scarves. You got I mean, hit by, you got hit by big scarf last week. Uh, big, big scarf was furious. I have to say though, I had many cold weather listeners of the podcast jump in and say, you know what? You're right. I don't need a scarf. I don't own a scarf. I'm in I'm in the freezing freaking cold seven months a year, and I don't wear a scarf. So Big Scarf has not gotten to them. But, you know, Big Scarf has gotten to people in, in temperate climates that occasionally get cold so that they can be very fashionable with their cute little scarves. But no, no, not, not here, not in this house. In this house, we do not wear scarves except for my wife and my kids. I, I feel like I feel like your scarf take was like my tie take last year. Remember, like the, yeah. the why, why do ties exist? It's sort of the same thing. I I agree. I think that we're onto something. This, this these excessive pieces of clothing that no one can explain. They have right. no they have no utility. It keeps my neck warm. <laughs> what what in the world? I mean, like if you have a jacket, flip up the collar. I I don't I don't get it. I don't either. I don't. I don't own any scarves. My wife owns scarves, but I don't. I don't own any scarves. Uh, next one at Wes Solther. What's the proper East Coast way to decorate your home for the holidays? In the Midwest, we grab all the moldy corn from the harvest and barricade ourselves indoors with frozen deep dish for four months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, what do you what do you do what do you do decoration wise, Dennis? Oh yeah. Uh, here's 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 what we do. Um, uh, oh, 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 man! I've been wanting to tell you you this, and I've been wanting to tell the listeners this for for two weeks. Um, <clears throat> so I put I have um, uh, those bush lights, you know? Where, yeah, yeah, the, the ones that you can just throw them on top of the bushes. And it's so easy. Yeah, it's yeah, so, yeah. You don't have to, so, you don't have to wrap them around. Yeah, this is not a Chevy Chase situation where I'm mm-hmm. uh, you know stapling the the lights mm-hmm. to the house and to the bushes. I don't know how you would staple staple it. <laughs> But <laughs> I guess that was my first problem. Um, uh, but so we have this um, lamp post in, in our yard uh, that's about, I guess it's about six feet tall. Um, and and I like to wrap um, colored lights around around that post. But to, to wrap it really, to wrap it tight and right, and I didn't mean to rhyme that, uh, to, to do it correctly, you have to, I, what I, the only way I know how is I literally I spin around the pole. <laughs> I mean that's fair. Instead of instead of like like left hand around the pole, yeah. grab it with your right, and then just go that way. It, it, that doesn't work. I've tried that many times because I look like less of a of a total fool. Yeah, I mean um, you look like an idiot when you're when you're running around the. Yeah, the pole. No, I'm doing circles around the pole. Two years ago, uh, yeah, two years ago, I I, I got I got dizzy uh, doing that, and I <laughs> and I almost fell down. I stumbled. I stumbled, and I had to sit down for a second. To I be was, fair, to be fair, the older I've gotten, the, the easier I get dizzy. Has that happened with you too? I mean, I had fourteen beers, but that that has nothing to do. The with, dizziness. The dizziness thing is is real, though. The dizziness thing is real. If you think so? I well, I mean, I I, I can no longer do uh, um, like carnival rides and roller coasters. Yeah, that, that's that's more so. That's what I mean. Just like yeah. the like that feeling is just like not nearly the same as it was whenever you were like thirteen years old. Yeah, absolutely. I cannot do that. Uh, uh, but yeah, so I'm the idiot spinning around a pole, putting uh, put, putting lights up in that in that way. Um, you know, my neighbors hate me. Um, I, I I decorate. I put lights on outside on yeah. my body on my body. Then I run outside. That's what it sounded <laughs> like. Um, no, I have lights uh, on my on my garage and by my front door and stuff, and it looks great. And we have stuff inside, and we decorate pretty pretty normally. Like what, like. What? The most the most suburban right. couple imaginable. Right. Yeah. Uh, um. I say. Yeah. Pretty much same here. So, do you do white lights or, or or multicolored lights? White. White lights. White lights across the board. Across the board. All right. So you do a Martha Stewart Christmas. So so we're so we're gonna fight now. Uh. Well, we <laughs> we we compromised. Melissa. Uh, well, Melissa's attorney and I compromised on uh. Uh, white white lights for the tree, and then uh, multicolored lights outside. Ah, so is she the white light person, and you're the the colored light person. That that's right. We have a a, 
we you know we we disagree on uh i'm trying to make i'm trying not to to make like a race joke here and it's really hard uh um with the the, the white lights and the multicolored lights but um we're just yes i i i enjoy multicolored lights i i i i don't care enough um and amanda just wants the white lights so that's that's what we do i don't right. i don't i don't push back uh next one at mo underscore and underscore ill sounds like a, sound by the way that sounded like i just get abused in my my marriage which right. is not, not, not not the case yeah. um at what point will Big Auto realize that no matter how much money or how, sorry, no matter how much they spend in advertising, we the sheeple are never going to drop 70k on a brand new Mercedes-Benz SUV for a Christmas present. I if there's anything that's going to start the great class war where where you know uh, whole communities whole gated communities burn down, it's one of those commercials. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is rubbing it in the face of like everyday working families, rubbing it in, being like, there are people out there who get seventy or eighty or hundred thousand dollar cars for Christmas. Unreal. Not I, not not scarves. Cars. Never in my life have I driven down the street, driven anywhere, gone through a residential area and seeing a giant bow on a car sitting in a driveway never in my life that no. doesn't happen no one it, does this right it, it doesn't isn't there a commercial where where a, a boy wakes up through his life like a progression through his life and he keeps checking to see if there's a car yeah, in the driveway yeah yeah and then when when he's when he's a, a an older douchebag living in a, in a huge house he he sees the uh he sees yeah. his dream car uh, in the in the driveway, and he gets he gets all happy. Uh, that that is, I mean, oh man, oh that makes me so mad. I just I seriously I get like sweaty when when those commercials come on, and 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 not because I I want one, because it's just it's just like it's just so absurd. I don't know. So absurd. Next one at uh, playsance underscore. That's either one of them are wrong. If you come, if you came home to see a live, laugh, love decoration, how many times would you nuke your house? <laughs> Wait, what is that? You know, like like a live, laugh, you know, like like those stupid like wood decorations where they have like sayings on them and stuff. And like, if you had like a live, like like a grandmother would have, like live, laugh, love. Right, right, yeah. So, so the the what are those? So, is those sort of like Walmart or Target or something? Yeah, you can get them <laughs> get them at at craft stores. Get them anywhere, yeah. and they just have sayings on them. I have I have one in my office that was a gift to me. It says, "I'm looking back as I say this." Can I? Can you still hear me well? Even though I'm not yeah, close yeah. to point. Yes. It says, "In this house, we love, hug, laugh a lot, dream big, and or sorry, dream big, are grateful." Have fun. I have to stand up just for a second. I got to read this. Have fun. Okay. And then the last thing is cheer for the Steelers. <laughs> and it's well, on that, like a, a piece of wood. At, at least it's personalized. Uh, and then all the all the fonts have to be different. And the colors have to be different and stuff. Right. Uh, I have a we have a really nice embroidered pillow that my grandmother made that says uh, the abyss is near. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> thank thanks grandma. Uh, my my uh my I I feel like that someone should send you a, one of the wooden um decorations that just says like we're all gonna die eventually or something like that <laughs> right but but like with like hearts around it or, <laughs> yeah, right yeah. right uh next one at stay fun loco uh loco what is your favorite and least favorite thing about fantasy football man that's a that's a heavy question that's because nothing's good about fantasy football. I mean, I, I, I really, I love August. Yeah, August is great. I, I, I the thing I love about fantasy football because I'm not like a massive betting man, um, as, as you guys probably know, just the way that I like talk about things on the podcast and stuff. Like, I, I'm not like this giant risk taker, but I'm in an industry where I'm filled. You know, there's just that's that's what analysts are in this industry. Like, they're just mm -hmm. massive, massive risk takers. Yeah. Um. But I like that that brings out that side of me a little bit more. Um, it allows me to like to to feel alive, if you will. Like uh, you know, it's it's a it's a, it's just a 
because I'm I live a boring life like and I love it I love the way that I live my life but it's uh, like it it brings excitement to that yes yes you know what I mean no 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 that's exactly right you can you can kind of uh, uh, dip your toes in in some risk taking behavior and right. w- w- without getting burned too bad right you know? exactly exactly because I don't want to I don't you know I, I don't go to casinos and sit at slot machines hoping no. that I make money right. I will play fantasy football all day long and be able to do research because I, I, I firmly know that it is a game of skill. Season long is a game of skill. There's variance involved with it. But when you understand all of that and put it all together, it's, it's, very, it's, it's an exciting thing. It um, is. I, I'm way too passionate about fantasy football, though, like compared to most people. I, I totally get it. Um, but I, I think it's great. And then I, I think the other side of it, too, you know, I'm in a home league with my best friends from high school. And having that camaraderie throughout the season, talking junk, just having fun with it each mm-hmm. year, you know, we've been doing it for 15 years now. That to me is something that you can't get with other things. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that it can be, can be a, a, a good community type setting. It can also not be one depending on the, the, the type of people, you know, you have in your league. Um, I, I would have to say my, my, my least favorite part is what we were talking about earlier is people um uh people playing playing the game because they think of themselves as like some sort of general manager like yeah. um you know like 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 running a real team when when that's just that's not what's what's happening it also i think it makes you take it i think it makes you take it um seriously so seriously that you that you then attach your team's success or lack of success to your own ego. I mean, mm-hmm. like, like it's like, you know, closely linked so that your, your mood, uh, and your, maybe your well being, your mental health swings wildly back and forth throughout a fo- fantasy football season. And that's, uh, that's unhealthy. That's something I, I definitely don't like about the game. I feel like the way that I answered that first part of the question, people think that I just like live in a, in a dungeon and don't ever get out. But I, what I mean by that is strictly from like a, from like a monetary standpoint, because when, when I'm giving advice to people, I totally understand that they have money on the line. It's almost a a given, right? That I'm assuming that there is money or even pride, right? And when, when I'm impacting those other people and the decisions that they're making, that's like the, the burden and the risk that I'm taking and you get uh, this, this wide range of, of, it's not like, I mean, it's, it's, it's anxiety in a way, but it's a, it's a, it's a good anxiety. It's a, it's, you're, you're anxious to see what, what goes down and what happens. Um, but it's something that like, I, I cannot get by doing anything else. I think that a lot of it has to do with the fact that I do this for a living. Right. Um, but that's that's really what I mean by the answer that I gave. Well, yeah, I mean, what you're talking about that anxiety part, you're talking about just action, like you're, you're talking about uh, uh, seeing if you can apply your knowledge and understanding of something uh, to predict it correctly. And right. and uh, I think any time that 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 you you can do that, it's it's thrilling. It's thrilling, exactly. And you know, it's like it's like hitting it's like hitting one good golf shot. You know, that brings right. you back. Like on the 18th hole, your approach shot you hit to 10 feet, even though the previous 17 holes were mostly disastrous. But you come back because you hit that nice approach shot. So that that's yeah, I, I understand that. Some people get honestly. I, I've had people in my mentions like get almost angry at me that I have enthusiasm for like like they get they get mad at like the 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 rants that I go on my on the late round podcast and stuff like that. I, I've come to realize that it's just like, okay, that's if you don't like the way that I'm delivering things, it's fine. That's just the way that it is. But but my the reason why like I I am able to continue to just like do this and not get burned out per se is because I, I am that passionate about this stupid game. Like it's so damn fun. Exactly. And, and, and I mean, sorry to the kids for JJ cursing there. Yeah, but, my um, bad, my bad. <laughs> but why, why on earth is somebody listening to a fantasy football podcast if they, if they then criticize, I've never heard of this. They criticize you. Oh yeah. They, they, they get, yeah, right, right. Cause I, I have takes, uh, and I try to be very logical with my takes. Yes, and I think and that, you are, you are, I, I think, I think though that there's, there's, there are a lot of people that 
if they feel a certain way, if they have opinion about something, because that's the way the sports are. Sports are inherently subjective in the way that you view them. Uh Um, And if you disagree with that, no matter what the delivery is, they're going to find a way. And I think that if my delivery is somewhat intense or passionate, then they take that passion and they say, you're being way too passionate about this and I'm going to be angry as a result of that. Yeah. I mean, it's, well, first of all, it's easy. It's easy not to care about something. It's not easy to care about something. Exactly. So that, that that's come, sometimes what it boils down to. Exactly. That was a, that was a really in-depth discussion from such a simple question. It was, I, I love that question. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, my least favorite part is just the, the, the beasts, the, the, the awful humans that fantasy football can make people. Sometimes. Yeah, man. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. I hate that. Hate that. Next one at Dynasty Outhouse. How many pelvic thrusts are acceptable in your victory dance when you are bragging you you beat your friend in the fantasy championships? No more than two. Okay, we're not we're not. I trying. was thinking I was thinking sixty nine, but oh yeah. Well, I mean, at that point, you're going to throw your pelvis out of out of out of its socket, right? <laughs> yes. I mean, you're, is that is that a thing? Is that <laughs> who who is who is pelvic thrusting? Who who? Is, well, your boy Antonio Brown does it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But he, who's he, he got me pregnant last year at, at that Washington game. <laughs> I was true. watching it and I was like, "Oh God, I'm four months pregnant." Are you? Are are people getting up off? I guess I I've probably done it before, getting up off my couch and just pelvic thrusting in front of the television. You have never done that. Stop. Oh, dude, I you you wouldn't believe what I do on Sundays while I'm watching football in my living room. I guess not. Well, you you know you get pretty intense in in uh, in in messages. So I I yeah. Yeah, it's 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 an excitement. It's the excitement factor. Yeah, what we were I, just talking about. Right, right. I, you know what I tend to do? I tend to do things like this. I'm going to show you, JJ. Ready? So if something great happens, I will actually do this. What? I will just hit myself in the head. <laughs> I, yeah. What? Like, like it'll be a touchdown from a dude that I need to score, and I'll be like, yes. <laughs> what? I need to watch football with you. We need, yeah, to, we need I, to sit down on a Sunday, and I need to see how many times Denny slaps himself in the face when touchdowns happen. Sometimes it's two hand. I can't because I'm holding the people's mic here. But but uh, I have like yeah. like like Kevin from Home Alone. Yeah, yeah. Be like, be like you know, and I and I don't feel it because I'm so I'm so pumped up. But you know, if I like, I just did that now, and it, it's a little uncomfortable. I, yeah. I, I'm I'm a little embarrassed that I did that. Wow, wow. Yeah. Uh, I I mean I look. You you've seen videos of me when when uh, things have, good have happened for like the penguins and I how th- how that can go. So imagine <laughs> it's just it's it's that on a on a lesser scale because it's just my fantasy team. Um, right. Next one at uh, by the way, to be fair, I I people ask me this all the time. I root far more for good touting than I do my own fantasy teams. I can yeah. lose all of my fantasy leagues if my touting and who I who I said was going to do well that week or that season and yada yada. If I gave good advice, that matters way, way more to me than winning a fantasy league. Period. Oh, same here. Same here. Yeah. Uh, next one at Wateska more hype in 2017, Josh Gordon or Bitcoin. Um, I mean, at this point, I think, I mean, I, I saw Bitcoin. I saw some tweets today where it said, uh, Bitcoin is going to solve the student loan crisis. So that's, <laughs> right, that's, that's right. something. Um, uh, the Josh Gordon, I don't think that the hype, like, is the hype really there? Like, for Josh Gordon, to me, the hype is warranted because the first week he comes back after not playing football for three years, he has the second most receiving yards against Sandy or Los Angeles this year right. against one of the best secondaries in football against arguably the best cornerback in football. I um, Yeah, the, the argument that we don't know about Josh Gordon and we've never seen him produce, these are things that, I, that I've seen. Well, like... What I'm, what? Excuse me. This right. guy, this guy is incredible, and the the Browns would not have him in the lineup if he had just like walked off the street and been like, "I'm ready to play." I mean, yeah, right, right. He's it, he's good to go. It's no, it's no different than like a break. Like, are you gonna say, "Oh, we haven't seen enough of Adam Thielen yet"? That's yes, exactly. So right. I mean, by next year, I, I would say Josh Gordon will be drafted in the you know, conservatively in the top 15 receivers off the board. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. It's just, I, I, I think, I think that the hype for Josh Gordon, like it's, it's warranted. And by hype, if you look at like the rankings for Josh Gordon last week in a nut matchup against, against the Packers, he was still ranked as a wide receiver too across the industry. It's not like, it's not like people were saying, 
bench Julio Jones for for Josh Gordon. They're not they're not saying these things. I mean, if they are, then that's kind of ridiculous. But I I, I just don't think the hype is like that out of control. I actually think that there's a lot of people who say the opposite, which kind of negates all that hype. Yeah, I agree. Um, anyway, this next question at Drolet Ryan M. Please place Jesus Smith in with the streamers deciding between him and Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, he actually said Gotopolo. Um, you, you can't play Alex Smith against the Chargers. No. So you're, you're playing Jimmy G this week. Yeah. Uh, next question at Ben underscore Swabowski. Um, did I get that right this time? Swabowski. Yes, you did. Oh, wow. Uh, as you watch yourself go bald, at what point are you no longer allowed to keep your remaining hair and it's in, it's only okay for you to shave your head. We talked about this earlier this year. I think we offended some people, but if Denny and I were to go bald, I think that we would, we would, we, we decided that we would shave pretty, pretty quickly. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that, that there's a, there's a, like a clear point where it's just time, time to do, do the thing. Yeah. You just got to do the damn thing. Uh, yeah. Last question is one that's, that I laughed at at F football dragon. So I bought Bought me a candle that is supposed to smell like San Diego. What would Pitts, What would the Pittsburgh and DC candles smell like? <laughs> um, well, I guess the DC one would smell like a swamp, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, I think I think the Pittsburgh one would smell like French fries and sweat. Yeah. Well, so so pretty much the two worst possible candles yes. that one that one can buy. So for real though, somebody has a candle that smells like San Diego. Uh, that would that seems bizarre to me. I mean, you know, you know what Ron Burgundy said that San Diego, uh, you know, translates to. So, yeah. Well, yeah, be careful with that candle. Yeah. All right, Denny. That's the last question. We we don't have a tilt montage this week, correct? Because uh, you were you were celebrating a birthday. Here's here's a surprise for you and everybody. We have a three minute tilt montage. I was able to churn out for the for the folks. Um, I need to send that to you, JJ, and I will. Have yeah, man, show. man, ruining ruining the end of the show because you never sent me it. Do you have Do you have kicker takes that you want to talk about? Very quickly, uh, Phil Dawson against Washington. Uh, no one gives up more field goal opportunity than Washington. So uh, Phil Dawson's a legit play. Uh, Lambo slash Rambo, uh, crazy good game strip comp, good game script coming. Um, he's had multiple field goal attempts in every game but one this season. And your boy, J.J., Robbie Gould, uh, has a plus-plus-plus matchup against— My my Robbie Gould. Yeah, you're, you're my Jaguars, you're Robbie Gould. So, yeah, no, my Lambo, your Gould, uh, he plays uh, against the Titans, who give up plenty of field goal opportunity. Uh, and he has nine attempts in Jimmy G's first two starts. So Gould, Lambo, Dawson, all very good plays. Awesome. Uh, you can follow Denny on Twitter at delete your account. I'm just kidding. At CD Carter 13. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at late round QB. All my work over on numberfire.com. Hopefully Denny sends me his damn tilt. Mon- gosh, darn tilt montage. Yes, uh, otherwise guys, good luck in week 15 and we will chat with you in week 16. It's uh 10, 12 PM. On uh, Monday night, I come to you outside the confines of Sunday afternoon tilt and straight into the belly of the beast Monday night tilt as my playoff teams hang by a thread as I'm playing Jay Cutler in a 2QB league. God almighty, he just threw another touchdown. Death come for me now. I'm begging you. Just take me. Take me now. This can't be happening. This can't be happening. Yet it is. Yet it is happening. Yet it is happening. Jay Cutler is going to beat me. Which just proves that the simulation is cruel and unusual. Maybe it always has been. It's hard to say. It's uh, 10.39 p.m. Eastern Time. And it's late. Late AF, as the kids say. I thought I was going to be able to stay up and watch this game 
and do some sort of tilt montage, but here we are. I'm I'm fading, fading fast. Uh, see what happens when you have kids is that suddenly you take on the schedule of a baby. And so you go to sleep early and you wake up early and then you find yourself drinking from a bottle. Uh, which um, is not the reason my wife left me, but it didn't help. Let's just say that. Um, but anyway, I, I, I'm, I'm going, I'm going to go to bed. Uh, and, and I'll leave you with this. Uh, I was not able to record the tilt montage yesterday, Sunday, because it was my son's birthday party. Um, and, um, <clears throat> I will say that, uh, I, I refrained from checking fantasy scores all day, mostly because we had 40 some people over in the house and uh, I had to um, be, you know, host uh, for for hours and hours on end. Um, but I did find myself at one point, uh, literally, and I'm not not joking. This is not like a shtick or like part of the part of like the joke of the tilt montage. This is like a real a real scenario that happened. I found myself at one point. Desperate, desperate, desperate to know the scores of, of my of my playoff games, and so I I was actually in a closet upstairs checking my scores, and I heard someone coming up the steps. <laughs> so I so I burst out of the closet. <laughs> And, and pretended like I had something to do um, and charged down the stairs back to the party. So I'm pathetic. I'm re that's what I'm saying is I'm pathetic. I'm also tilting. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the Internet Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long, it's fast. For more fantasy football.